0: Hello, everybody. This is the American Patriot on the American Patriot podcast. Today, we have a special guest, uh, Marley. um, I'm aware you also have a YouTube channel, uh, which is Marley's Mind, correct? Yes. Um, At the end of this podcast, I'll definitely put a link to that so people can check you out. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So one of the things I want to talk about today, um, or maybe like, so I've, I've watched your videos a couple times. Uh, just trying to get understanding and obviously I have a difference in opinion from you, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I just wanted to take everything in, you know, I try to keep an open mind and, and I think everyone else should as well, no matter what they think. Um, and one of the things I actually want to talk about is your first, your, uh, first episode, um, on your YouTube channel, uh, basically tackling, uh, white privilege. Uh, I wanted to get your input on that, uh, And I think that'd be good for the uh, audience. Um, So what's your... So I guess my question is, do you think that white privilege exists?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, I grew up in a pretty diverse community, and I can see firsthand my privilege based on comparing my experiences to other people in school, around the town, wherever.
0: Mm. So what what made you, uh, I guess, when you grew up, I guess... What made you come to that realization?
1: Um, in around seventh grade or eighth grade, I think, um, I was a part of this organization called NECS, and I went to one of the workshops, and I watched a video on um, biases, and I realized as a 13-year-old or whatever that I had my own biases against Black people. So I, from that moment on, I fixed it, and I tried to acknowledge my privilege every day.
0: Hmm. so i'll i'll i guess i'll say a follow-up question um what privileges do white people have that other minorities don't have i'm not talking like in history i'm talking like right now 2020 as we're speaking is there certain privileges that uh minorities don't have that white people have
1: well the main one is that we don't carry our skin color around like black and brown people do. They constantly have to identify themselves as black or brown there. Cause one form of oppression is that there's this thing called the normal and white people are the standard in America where 70% of the population we are like, we are mostly the representation. So the privileges we have is that there's more leader. There's more roles of positions of white people in the media, the movies we see, everything Mm
0: -hmm. I think Hollywood in in general tries to diverse their uh, their movies a lot like they try to have different races and there's nothing wrong with that Uh, but I think they try to force the fact that there's a different race on there and they're trying to they they I guess they're trying to force you to to like at least for me um, obviously I don't think there's any white privilege or privilege for any race I think it all has to do with your situation, and especially when it comes to Hollywood and when they try, try to basically shove that down our throats all the time, it's like I, I understand people go through you know bad times, and I recognize people have gone through different situations, but that's not the same for everybody. I mean, not everybody's treated the same as like other people are, so I feel like it's just the situations that you grow up in, because not all black people are poor, not all white people are rich. It's, it's a pretty diverse crowd, especially in America where everyone's diverse in their own ways.
1: Well, yeah, there definitely are individual situations, but generally speaking, racism and classism are so closely related. A lot of times it's not like when they talk about poor communities, it's not necessarily because of their color. It's because of their income, but based on the history of the United States, classism and racism go hand in hand. Hmm.
0: Well, I guess what relates to that maybe is the, uh, the origin of welfare, I guess, in, uh, the reason they created um me i think the reason they create welfare was i think they purposely wanted to hurt the black community when it comes to a single mother uh living conditions and having the father either be jailed or uh, that that sort of thing um especially joe biden he's he signed a lot of different laws and things in action that would throw people in prison and mostly they're mostly african-american or or black, whatever you want to uh, call it. Well, um, black
1: is technically the more politically correct term because you can be black and you can identify as Jamaican. So black is the turtle. better term to use.
0: Okay, so most of them were black. They happened to be. And uh, if we're just having a little weed in their pocket, I mean, me, I think that weed should be legalized. It doesn't really make any sense that they try to, like, so, like, different companies can't open bank accounts because it's still federally illegal. Like, in my state, it's legal, and I'm pretty sure in New York, it's also legal, too. I'm not I'm not 100% on that, but I think that's true. Is that true?
1: Um, Is it legalized? It's it's not... Um, what's the word? It's decriminalized.
0: Okay. Um, so, I think most states have have actually leaned towards that, uh, but there's still a few states that rule against it, and especially back uh, in the war on drugs, which... Pretty much targeted black people. I mean, that's just, and that that's just a clear indication where they just wanted to jail people for just having a little weed in their pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I just dis- that's why I disagreed with. I I thought that was made purposely, um, kind of like the same way they they tried to cover up prohibition back in the 1920s, to basically try to jail people for no reason because they didn't like the fact that people were bootlegging. And when they, but when they criminalized it, it made it worse because more criminals like Al Capone and a bunch of the mafia was gaining a lot of traction because they were selling a lot of al- illegal alcohol. So I think criminalizing things uh, kind of leads to more of a bad thing. That's why I'm again uh, – that's why I'm for legalization of weed. I'm for legalization le- – obviously, I don't want heroin <laughs> or meth to be legal. Obviously, Obviously, I don't want that because that's not – we, we can't have people hooked on heroin and meth. And even, and not just that, but even the medications that uh, pharmacies give out, like some of them are even worse.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know? And I think with the whole thing with the war on drugs, because after civil war, after the civil war era ended and they got the civil rights, there was a huge jump in mass incarceration. And basically, so it was slavery, then it was Jim Crow, and now it's mass incarceration. And some people, like people say like, oh i couldn't imagine like segregation like i would have stood against it like but it was normal for the people back then and it's normal for people today to be mass incarceration but in 50 years people might look back on it and be like how was i okay with that mm.
0: so do you think so i i did watch your video and you did mention in, institutionalized racism and when it comes to that I wanted to get your definition in, on ins- institutionalized racism over racism, because I think there's a clear indication between which is which. Uh, but I want to get your definition of that. So what do you, what's your definition of industrialized racism? Um,
1: so it's racism with power. Pa- so racism is prejudices basically, but institutionalized racism is prejudices backed with power. Yeah. Because white people hold most of the power in the country.
0: Well, when it comes to ins- institutionalized racism, I'm, I I th- at least me, this is what I think. Institutionalized racism doesn't exist anymore. But racism exists. People who practice it like individually, that still exists. There're still people who practice racism, but the government isn't going to go after you because of your skin color. Like that doesn't that doesn't happen anymore. I mean, do, would you agree with that?
1: I I don't think disagree. the government's going after
0: black people or
1: I disagree. There's institutionalization racism in healthcare and housing. For example, housing. Say in the 50s, after the civil rights movement, segregation ended, but banks would redline neighborhoods basically. So they would cut off poor areas and they wouldn't fund them. They wouldn't give them loans. They wouldn't allow them to open bank accounts. And that lives on till today because now those communities are being gentrified by white people bringing in money and then the poor communities are being forced out.
0: Mm. So I guess when it comes to small businesses, uh, when it comes to the riots, I think these riots are definitely not helping the black community at all. I think it's making it worse. I mean, just just the mass amounts of violence that's happening right now, I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I just feel bad for all those people who had their – they put all their money into one business and somebody decides to come in and loot it or destroy it or burn it. It's just unbelievable. I, I just don't see how – how that's peace or how that's justice for anybody. And I'm not I'm I'm there is a difference between peaceful protests and riots. Yeah. I recognize most that. Of there them are people are, who do most protest. Of them
1: are peaceful. The ones yeah. that you see in the media the media only shows what gets the most attention. So of course they're gonna show the bad stuff. And just because mm. five people out of a hundred people wanna destroy things doesn't mean you shouldn't recognize the movement.
0: Oh, most definitely. But also um what in specifically what happened to George Floyd, that exact thing actually happened to a white guy uh, not too long ago. And I don't think that got any traction. Like, no one cared. But
1: well, yeah.
0: okay. you know what I mean? Like, But I don't see how how the response of George Floyd was more important than response to somebody else getting killed wrongfully by police. Police brutality
1: can happen to anyone. It can happen to white people. It can happen to mentally ill people. I remember a few years back, mm. there was another white guy, and the Black Lives Matter movement was protesting for him um but generally speaking black people are at a higher rate to be victims of police
0: brutality well i guess when it comes to i mean more white people are killed by police each year and that is because of the population but when it comes to one of the major stats of crime is black on black crime you know when it comes to gang violence that's like one of the major crime that happens to that happens to happen to a Lower income communities, uh, such as uh, parts in Chicago and other places that are very poor, and they they are just riddled with gang violence. I talked to my I talked to this uh, Marine recruiter. Um, he grew up in Chicago. He grew up near the North End, and these riots sparked a giant like just complete chaos of just gangs going at each other. It just intensifies everything, and I don't think these riots help. Uh, I, there are people who support it. I don't. I don't think riots or violence Perfect. really is the answer. I'm talking. No, no, no. I'm talking about the riots, like the riots that are happening, because there are riots that are happening. You you know that, right?
1: Yes, I'm aware of that. But just because a couple people want to spread violence, and a lot of the times it's the white people that are spreading the violence because they're seeing as an outlet to be destructive or something. But there definitely are people that ruin some of them. But I also think that violence does have an effect to an extent because people have been talking about this stuff for years and barely anything has happened. So if people resort to violence, I, I would, I wouldn't do it, but I understand why people do resort to it because, like, I don't understand their, I don't understand their lives. I don't understand how hard it is. Mm.
0: And life can be hard, man, and I'm not down that. But that doesn't mean like two wrongs don't make it right. Like you can't go out and commit violence to destroy businesses. I'm not talking about protesting, peacefully protesting. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the riots that are happening and I don't care what race does it. I don't care if a white person does it. I don't care if a Hispanic does it. I don't care if a black person does it. It doesn't matter. Whoever's doing it needs to stop. Okay? It's just unacceptable. Like, these businesses have nothing to do with racism at all and you're still targeting them. Like, I, I just don't understand how it's going to help anybody. And most of these people don't really care at all. They just they just want to take advantage of, of the current environment that we're in right now you know they just want to take advantage and loot and do whatever they want you know if you want to be a criminal it's a perfect time you know i mean california they just they're, they're not they're not doing anything in minneapolis they just got rid of their police and there's no police in minneapolis anymore so people can go and commit crime and, and have a grand old time like, it's just not it's it's horrible well, and with, when it comes to oh sorry go ahead
1: well with the police not everyone feels protected by the police and poor communities that's Part of gang culture didn't just originate because of like drug territory. Gang culture also originated to protect the neighborhood because no one wanted the police to call. That's why there's a thing like called don't snitch because if the police come, everyone's in trouble, not just the person you're calling it on. The sure, police yeah. historically have the police originated with slave patrol, basically.
0: Well, if we're talking like the origin of police, uh, when it comes to colonial America, it actually started as a as a part-time job that was paid poorly, obviously, but citizens would carry out um, those jobs. Uh, They'd be basically be night watchers or they basically patrol the streets to make sure no criminal activity was happening because back then, you know, people were, there's no law or anything like that. You know what I mean? And the first, because the first commercialized, the first like actual police force would actually start in Boston, in 1838. um, And they would uh, protect people in the area. And when it comes to the North, the North ended slavery in 1804. So there wasn't really a bias towards black people in the North. Some people still practiced it, but not it wasn't like it wasn't like the South where the South was still practicing slavery because the slavery didn't end in the South until after the Civil War.
1: yeah.
0: Um, but in the North it wasn't really that I, I don't th- if you're talking about the police that were in the South, I would maybe agree with you but when it comes to the police and the origination of them they weren't they didn't originate to be slave patrol they originated to protect people but people used the police in the south to commit bad acts and that's just it it just it just sucks it, it's it's terrible but when it comes to the origin of police they, the the origin of them was not slave patrol
1: but do you think um, I'm asking you a question do you think that the police system in the united states needs reform
0: oh i think i think it it could use some reform but I think that means that we should fund these police stations so they can have more training. And uh, if we're really focusing on it, we should, we should be f- actively wanting to fund these police stations, especially in the Midwest where they, they barely have any money, you know, in the Midwest, they barely have any money for their police up- stations. They're very low funded um, other than NYPD. And they're even getting defunded by a billion dollars. Um, and it's just, I, I just think we should not be focusing on the fact like because if you support defunding police stations in the end of the day, when you defund something over time, it's going to it, it's going to go like it's not going to stay. If it, if, if you keep actively defunding something, it's going to go away eventually.
1: Well, some of and that's the, what happened in Minneapolis. If we could redistribute the funding to like health care and housing, then crimes would go down because you're helping the citizens out more. And I think we need to the American police system needs to look at other countries police systems they have more training they have like in America if you have a certain IQ you're not allowed to be a police officer and that's messed up because I feel like you should have to be intelligent to be a police officer like because it's like being a doctor you you have people's lives in your hand mm-hmm. and the police we have the highest criminal we are 5% of the world's population, yet we are 25% of the prison population. And mm-hmm. that is just corrupt. Like, why is it like that?
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm for, like, I'm for legalization of weed. And I know not all, I, I, I think, I think we can pretty much say most people in prison probably deserve to be in prison. I mean, like most people that are in prison probably ended up being there because they did something bad, but there are that s- small minority were, of people why who were did they in
1: the position to do something bad in the first place. Why did well, guess to resort to that based on their experiences?
0: Probably just the way they were brought up. And like I said earlier, when we talked about welfare and how welfare didn't promote the, the, the mother, the father, and the two kids. They really just promoted one parent and th- their child and that was it. You know? when you don't like what when you're a when you're a boy, right? It's important to have a both a mother and a father because they both play very important roles. And I'm not saying gay marriage is bad. You can't you can't be a, a a mom when you're a boy or whatever that's not what i'm saying but when it comes to being brought up when you have you you have to be able to look up to somebody you know i look to my dad every day you know that's how i tell that's how, that's how that's the reason why you know i'm the way i am but you know i think having a father figure is definitely important when you're a growing man and uh when you don't have that you don't really have somebody to look up to and it resorts to people to commit uh crimes and stuff like that and, I, and that's the reason why we see all those crimes and um, when it co- specifically when it comes to uh, black neighborhoods. And that's really just because the single motherhood, the single, the single mother homes is definitely at the, at the rise. And I think that's terrible. I, well, I just, it's, but I don't it's bad. Think
1: that the government promotes being a single parent. I think that, are you talking about like black fathers leaving their children? And that's why these kids are, what are you saying?
0: Well, what I'm trying to say is when it comes to welfare, um, so instead of the parents splitting the amount they get from welfare, if, if there was just one parent, then one parent would take everything. You know, That's what I'm trying to say. That's, that's, what, that's the reason welfare is made to, like I said, basically punish the black family and, for, and basically the father is basically left out of that situation. And that mm-hmm. happens to a lot of people. Um, and I think when that happens, it it definitely, you know, it, it definitely hurts the kid a lot mentally. And I think that's what leads people to commit crimes uh, uh, or more crimes when they get older. Um, that's what I'm trying to say.
1: But I do think poor communities. Is, like I said earlier about the housing, it just like in poor communities, they don't have generational wealth like most white Americans do. So they need some sort of – they need reparations. They need um, – what's the word? Can't think of the word. But, you know, they need help. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, do you think – well, sorry, but do you think that we, we as of me or somebody else that's white, do you think that we are responsible to pay for the reparations? when we really didn't – obviously, I'm not a slave owner. I mean, I know this doesn't mean – matter, but...
1: The country is responsible. The government is responsible.
0: But where do you think the government gets their money from? The tax... They have
1: money. Like, well, look, the at, tax... look at the COVID-19. Some people are getting paid more than they usually made. The government has money to give. They're just not spending it on the people that need it. Well,
0: a lot of their money comes from taxpayers. So you're asking taxpayers to pay for reparations. And I'm not willing to do that. I'm just...
1: Do you pay taxes already? I already
0: pay taxes. But I'm not paying taxes for people who who weren't and 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 you know i feel bad and the government should have taken care of those people a long time ago and i recognize that but this isn't this isn't the 1860s this is this is 2020 like why am i responsible to pay for reparations for people who having who who haven't even experienced anything close to slavery i mean it just doesn't make any sense
1: well they have um do you know about transgenerational trauma
0: generational trauma
1: Transgenerational trauma, basically. Oh. So after the Holocaust, they um, they did a study and they found that the children of the survivors of the Holocaust had higher depression rates, higher mental illnesses. And if you think about all the stuff that black people have gone through, they went through the transatlantic slave trade, which basically like a six week journey across the Atlantic, crowded diseases, people dying, mothers mm. dying. Yep being raped, and then you get to slavery, lynchings, people getting raped again by slave owners. Then you get to Jim Crow, more lynchings. You know, these things like carry in your genes because it's that much trauma. So the people alive today, they experience the racism today and they experience the racism of their past based on science.
0: Well, I do. Well, I don't doubt that doesn't exist because that obviously does. But that doesn't mean that I that me as a U.S. citizen, that doesn't mean that I'm responsible to pay for those reparations. I'm not willing to do that. Well,
1: then we have to. Then what other solution is there? Can you suggest something? Well, when it
0: comes to. Well, this is what I tell people, right? When it comes to. And obviously, those acts of the slave, all that stuff, of slavery, Jim Crow, that was all bad. I think we can all. We can both agree on that. Like it was. All of it was terrible. But I think mm-hmm. even through all of that, and Martin Luther King even emphasized this, we can still move on as a country, even through all the shit that happened in, in our country's history. Because our country's history is not bright, okay? It's not, it's not peachy perfect, okay? But we, but we as a nation can still come together and still move on. You know, we can st- we can still yeah, come but- together even through everything that happened. Instead of blaming each other for things that happened 200 years ago, why don't we just come together and just move on? You know, and I don't.
1: But we have to address the things that happened two years ago because racism racism didn't end; it just morphed into something else. I feel like a lot of people have this set definition of racism that's like, but you know, it adapts; it grows because it was like it was created by smart people, smart mean people. Sure, it doesn't just just appear overnight. It
0: doesn't. I'm not saying racism doesn't. Disappear overnight. That's all I'm saying. Um, but if we try to promote the fact that we are all one human race, we are all we're all in this together. If we try to promote that more, the idea of racism can just dissolve. And I'm not saying it'll dissolve completely, but when it comes to promoting things, if we if we keep promoting like undividing this, coming together, peace. If we keep doing that, I think over time, generation by generation, I think. Based off of evolution, I think just over time, we can just move on from this.
1: But we don't have time for generation over generation when people's lives are at hand. That's why people get offended when they hear a different opinion because it's not about politics to them. It's about morality because people are literally dying. They're dying in the healthcare system. They're dying on the streets. Yeah, like, a lot of
0: people are. It's very, It's very upsetting. All people from different races. All races,
1: and if, yeah, and if you say that we need to be more united and come together, then why aren't you willing to help pay taxes?
0: Well, well, the thing is, these people, and I feel bad for for their ancestors that had to go through that, but they're not going through a, the slave trade. They're not being sl- enslaved, you know. And why? And my ancestors, my ancestors fought in the Civil War. They fought to end slavery. They fought in the Union. Like my family came from. The, you know like i just don't understand how i'm responsible to pay for people's reparations that haven't even experienced anything close to slavery because as you mentioned slavery was a terrible thing e- and everything that followed with that T- all terrible lynching all that stuff was terrible but that doesn't mean that i'm responsible to pay for the for for reparations for people that haven't experienced it
1: have something then
0: but that doesn't mean that I have to well, I'm willing to donate to to lower income communities and especially these businesses that have been torn down these rights. I'm willing to pay for those I'm willing to to put in my taxes for those people that really deserve it. I'm not willing to give money to people who say like, oh my ancestors suffered through this, so that means I deserve money. Like that that, that doesn't make any sense. Like if they're poor and they and they need the money, um I feel bad for those people and I, i've given money to homeless people myself i do it all the time i try to um and i'm i try to be generous you know but i think when it comes to reparations you're saying that i'm responsible to pay for them like meaning i'm responsible to give money to them even if even if they haven't experienced any sort of slavery or racism or whatever that but they still need my money they still they i'm i'm still forced to pay for them You know, I just don't think that's a good idea.
1: Why don't you think that they're experiencing racism? I'm not
0: saying they don't experience racism at all. I'm not saying that they don't. I I understand people do experience racism, and that's terrible. But that doesn't mean that I'm responsible to pay for your reparations. That's all I'm trying to
1: say. But then what do you propose we do? Well, I... I think the government, the government has money. And I mean, like, listen, for prison, we pay taxes for prisons, right? Yeah. Those when we pay taxes for the police, those all could be redirected to helping poor communities.
0: I, I agree. Police, we should help poor communities. The NYPD,
1: has, the NYPD has a like a huge budget and one percent of that is fifty nine million dollars. You know that what that money could do for one community, it could completely turn it around. And then the crime rates would go down. That we we need less police.
0: Well, I just don't – I'm not sure if that's how it works. I mean defunding police isn't going to really help anybody. I mean you, we, need, we need police. Like we, we can't – I mean why do you think crime is so high in certain places? It's because the police are treated like absolute dog shit and they're not paid well enough. So they're not – you know what I mean? Like we need – I agree we should help poor communities. I'm not saying we shouldn't. I think we should by giving them tax cuts. And offering them jobs, and that's why the black unemployment rate is, well, before COVID, obviously, it was actually a really low mark. And like, it's been the low, it was the lowest in fifty years. So I think we do that, you know, I, I think that'll help the community more than just giving them free money. You know, that's not. We should all be promoting equal, like I guess, equality in the way we should all want to work for something. We shouldn't just give out money if people that don't need it i mean people who do need it I understand that and if they're in a tough spot especially like i said after these riots especially if people put all their money to one business and it gets destroyed and these aren't just all white businesses these are black businesses in lower income communities that are getting poor because of these riots I, and i think it's just ignorant to not recognize the fact that these riots are definitely not helping the black community at all they're just not i mean what do you think
1: all the protests I've been to have been peaceful. Like I said before, the news is just showing a small percentage of those riots, and those are not what most of them look like. Most of them are peaceful. Mm-hmm. And what else was I going to say? You said something before about what did you say before?
0: Um. Well, I was saying we should probably the government should probably help these small businesses there that, that were basically caught up in the riots and they're basically burnt to the ground almost and destroyed. That's what I said earlier, but um,
1: Yeah, but I mean violence has led to progress before. I mean, the civil rights movement in in school, it's taught to us like it's whitewashed and it seems like a Disney movie, like everyone just hand held held hands together and went to school together but it wasn't like that. It was way more violent than we know about it. Oh, sure. Because the white people wrote the history books and they didn't want to paint themselves in a negative light. But, I mean, Martin Luther King was shot. Dead.
0: He was. By an angry, racist person. Somebody who, basically, well, the thing is, Martin Luther King, he promoted, you know, let's, let's all move on as a country. We can move on from this. But there are people who still were just like, no, like, you know, they were, they were, they're really hard on them, obviously. And not all violence itself does not lead to progress all of the time.
1: It gets most you th- attention there
0: sure, it gives you attention, but it gives you the wrong attention. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather I'd rather have people pay attention to me doing something nice for somebody. So I'll give you an example. Okay. Let's say I give money to a homeless person. Uh-huh. That's the attention that I want. And that's not gonna get a lot of attention at all because people don't people don't care about nice things. I mean, but that's the attention that's the I want to bring out to people. But if I kill a, a homeless man and I want attention, that's 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 the wrong attention. You're probably going to get more because people are going to be like, what the fuck? Why would you kill a homeless man? What the hell is wrong with you? But that's the the wrong attention. You don't want that attention. The attention you want is peace and nonviolent encounters.
1: Well, and that's what I promote. The... The goal behind looting, and I'm not talking about small business, I'm talking about the big corporations like Walmart and the Targets. I definitely agree that the small businesses should be protected. But the big corporations, their purpose behind that is that when you mess with people's money in our capitalist society, that's when you'll pay attention because money is power these days. So that's why people mess with big businesses. And I think that's effective and to a certain extent because some of these big corporations support you know things that
0: shouldn't be supported. Well, when it comes to like Target, I mean there are people who work at Target and they need they they work there and not not everyone's just working them part time. There are some people that are working there full time. They they rely on, and some people even rely on Target to do their normal things to get their their groceries, all the all that type of thing. And I saw a video of a of a handicapped woman, she was crying because both of the stores that she goes to, that she relies on either for the CVS for medicine or target for grocery shopping, she can't go to those places anymore because they were destroyed. You know, just because these are big corporations, that doesn't mean you can go out and start trashing or looting them or burning them down. It, you know what I mean? There are people who work at these places and there are people who even have to rely on these places for every day. And as you mentioned, these are in poor income communities. So you're not really doing them a favor at all. You know.
1: Yeah, but there's a, you know, what I see, like what's going on right now with the Black Lives Matter movement, I kind of see it as like a mini revolution and an end your revolution because people are protesting things that have been. They're not just protesting George Floyd. They're protesting all the people that have died from police brutality and they're protesting all the injustices in America. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Bad things are gonna happen because people are hurting and they want change and you know, we have to fight in all ways possible. We have to and it shouldn't just be I agree that it's not just riots won't riots alone won't do anything. We need everything. We need all ways to help. We need people to vote, we need people to go to protest, we need people to hold their politicians accountable. It's everything. To promote real change you need to have hands in every area.
0: Well, I do agree with the fact that you should be protesting and you should be, uh, you know. I I, like, I'm a constitutionalist myself. So if you want to go protest about Black Lives Matter, you're more than welcome to do that. If you want to speak your mind, you're more than welcome to do it. You know, I'm for all of that. But what I'm not for is riots because riots are not protests. Okay. They're just not. There's a difference between riots and peaceful protests. And I know that not all. Not all the, the minority of them are riots, and I understand that. But uh, when it comes to riots, those are the thing. like that's the change. Like, when it comes to what I'm trying to say is the peaceful change that, that you speak of when it comes to going after your politicians and telling them to do this and that, and then to also speak your mind and to peacefully protest. I support all of that, like. I don't even care what side you're on. That, that's that's perfectly fine with me. But when it comes to violence, and you're pressing your violence against people who have nothing to do with racism at all, legitimately have nothing to do with anything, but you're taking it out on them. That's that's what I think is unfair. Even if it's a big corporation like Target, you know, there's still people that rely on Target to to live, basically, to have a life. You know, to either work there or to get their food from there. Just normal things that we all take for granted, obviously. But you know. Once you don't have it, it's an issue.
1: Yeah, but what do you think of... Have you been to any protests?
0: Um, I've driven by... In my town, we had a Black Lives Matter protest. And everyone was on the sidewalks and was blocking any roads. It was pretty peaceful. Nothing bad happened. There was not a lot of crime in my town anyway. It's pretty docile. But, no, yeah, the protest was fine. There was no... Nothing bad happened. That's what I promote. You know, I'm fine with people protesting, but I'm just not I'm just against these riots.
1: But so you support it. the Black Lives Matter movement.
0: I don't support the Black Lives Matter movement only because when it comes to Black Lives Matter as an organization, they actively suggest that police stations should be defunded and almost almost eradicated. But all these donations that people donate to Black Lives Matter, it goes right to Act Blue, which is a fundraising website which I'll read you some quotes from there because I actually have them right here. Um, Use ActBlue as, as your online fund platform. When you donate, it goes straight to the candidate or the organization listed on, on, on the form. You can find this on Um uh, How ActBlue is funded, all money raised through our fund program goes straight to helping improve uh, and grow our tools to make sure candidates and organizations on the left have the most powerful tech at their fingertips. Next quote: Your dollars will be put into work. This this quote is actually from the Black Lives Matter uh, website, where you donate to Act Blue. Your dollars will be put into work uh, where they are needed the most. Our focus is on the authentic, uh the authentic organization and coordinate actions, messages, and campaigns. And one of the last quotes: Only Democrats, not Republicans, can use our tools to f- to fundraise. My issue with this is that. All the money that people are donating to Black Lives Matter is going straight to Democratic candidates. Now, this is what I don't like. If this money went straight to these poor communities, I wouldn't hate that. But the reason I'm against Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with the fact with race at all. It has to do with the fact that all the money that's being donated goes straight to the Democratic candidates. It goes straight to the politicians. It goes straight to politicians like Joe Biden that – like I said, he's been involved with the jailings of millions of black people. Yeah, millions. I don't like
1: Joe Biden either.
0: <laughs> that's 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 the only reason why I'm against Black Lives Matter. It has nothing to do with the fact that I'm racist. It has nothing to do with the fact that I don't like black people. None of that. Okay?
1: But I, black I think lives- black
0: people matter and I think all all races matter. But I just don't I don't I'm not for this organization that actively pays Democratic candidates to get elected in office or in Senate or in different positions in power. That's what I disagree with.
1: Well, black lives matter. Isn't just an, organization. that started after the death of Trayvon Martin by three African American women, black activists. And it's not just an organization. It's more, the slogan is, re- the slogan is like, you know, an idea, like a future that we want to see. It's not just yeah, about I, the organization.
0: It's also a saying, but the thing is, the reason why I don't support the organization is because they do fund Democrat candidates. That, that's the only reason why I'm against it, because people who donate think all of this money is going to go to somebody who needs it. No, it's going to go to Democrat candidates. It's going to go to politicians. That, that's just corrupt as shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was so easy to find this, too. I mean, you can, they're not even trying to hide this shit anymore. It's, it's ridiculous.
1: Definitely, absolutely, I definitely think absolutely ridiculous. Are corrupt. I don't think any politician in America right now should be idolized either.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm sort of anti-government libertarian, so I try to lean away uh, government intervention as best as possible. Um, that's why I'm for also the Constitution, and uh, when it comes to police, especially, um, when police aren't able to make it to your door, I should have the right to keep a firearm on me. So if something bad happens, I can take care of it. You know, but, that's, you know that's what we should be promoting. If you, got, if, people, if you guys want to defund police, if you want to make sure these police aren't in every single neighborhood, why not promote the Second Amendment so that people can defend themselves? So if criminals do indeed enter their home and the police can't respond, then you could do something about it.
1: That's when, what I support. Earlier you were talking about black-on-black black crime. So how would – shouldn't we be getting rid of guns to prevent that?
0: Well, getting rid of guns does not prevent, sorry, getting rid of guns does not prevent crime. I mean, you see this in a bunch of democratic cities like Chicago, Detroit, even a bunch of cities that, that have gun control, but they have high crime rates, but that's because criminals are going to get guns anyway. They don't care. They're not going to follow the law. They're already criminals. They're just going to get their guns off the black market. I mean, there's more guns in this country than people, you know, and people will do what they want to do to get guns. But I th- I think we should be promo- we should be promoting like the legal ab- the the law-abiding citizen should be able to carry a firearm to protect himself, and I think that's and especially in the environment that we are now, that's definitely important because you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen.
1: When the constitution, you said you were a constitutionalist, and the constitution was created so it could adapt as the country adapted to society growing. Sure, and I think that guns have. I don't think guns should be accessible that easily and i mean so if you're saying that if we defund the police you want more citizens to have guns
0: i'm not saying i i'm not saying i want more citizens to have guns but i think we should have the option to have a firearm it shouldn't be banned i'm not forcing people to be armed but if people want to be armed they can be that's all i'm saying
1: well what about like school shootings and stuff like that how do you feel about those
0: well, I'm I definitely don't like school shootings, uh, obviously. But when, but when, I guess when it comes to, I, I'm not necessarily for army teachers or anything like that, uh. But I think paying for better security is definitely something we should be doing. I mean, my school, we just got, we just decided to get a resource officer. <laughs> you know, so I I think all schools should at least follow a security protocol. Um have a latch door maybe, I mean, just be more secure. I'm not saying you have to have a, a guard with an M4 on every single exit, but at least have some sort of security like so that things like that won't happen. And I'm not saying that that's going to solve it because there, there are people who are still going to commit it, but I think this is also an issue of mental illness. And I think that's and people try to talk about guns and how we should ban them, but they don't want to talk about mental illness because it's too tough of a conversation or it's too, you know what I mean? Like, it's too tough, but I think we can solve this by really just tackling the mental illness issue because it is an issue. Because there's a lot of people with mental illness in this country, unfortunately, um, and uh, sadly, not all of them are able to get the help they want or need, and they go commit these acts. It's it's definitely sad. Yeah, because most most happens- of these school shooters are mentally ill. You know, they're not yeah. they're not you know straightforward thinking people. Obviously, I mean, if they're going to go shoot up a bunch of kids, they're not straight in the head. Obviously, so.
1: Yeah, but um, don't you think it's too easy to get a gun?
0: It really isn't. I mean, especially in Massachusetts. Like, I mean, I have an FID card, but I can't even buy a gun until i even if I have an FID card. So F- FID card is is basically you can have a firearm, but you can't buy one and you can't transport one. It's it's really dumb, and there's no point in having it. But but when it comes to getting a gun, you need to go through a bunch of background checks, plus y- your ID itself especially if it's your first time purchasing it, it takes maybe like a month or two. It, it's, it's not so easy to get a gun legally, but illegally it is definitely more easier. And that's why more criminals do it because it's way more easier than waiting a couple months for a, a gun.
1: Yeah. But it also differs state by state. Cause I know in Florida, you can just walk in the store and buy one.
0: Well, yeah. Fl- what well, different countries, like countries, different States, like Florida and Texas, they have different laws. Um, uh, When it comes to having uh, firearms. Um, But you tend to see, like, specifically Texas, their crime rate is pretty fucking low. And that's because everybody has a gun. Like, no one's gonna shoot each other because everybody around probably has a gun on them. So no one's gonna do anything because they're not trying to get killed. Like, if you're gonna, if you, if you go, like, criminals always go to places where there's less security, where there's less guns, like, especially Massachusetts. I'm surprised we haven't had a school shooting yet because there's no guns everywhere. Because in Massachusetts, it we have we have certain gun control measures and same in, in Connecticut. And guess what happened in Connecticut? Sandy Hook happened in Connecticut. And guess what happened? They just kept they kept going at it. They kept saying, Oh, it's because of the guns. It's because of the people behind the gun. Somebody has to pull that trigger. The people the people should be on the pedestal. It has nothing to do with the fact that gun like in an air like more more shootings happen with a handgun than an actual AR-15. Like, the AR-15 but, is not the most powerful thing in the fucking universe, universe okay? Handguns are much more easier because you can conceal them. You know, they're easier to carry, you know, than an AR-15. if bad
1: people out there, then why are we making guns available to the public if we know there's bad people out there?
0: Well, the thing is, we can't tell everybody's bad, you know? If they don't take a, if they if they decide to go, like— Like, obviously, I don't want criminals to get guns. But that's
1: why it would be safer if there was more gun laws, because then guns wouldn't be distributed to the public as much.
0: But the thing is, in places like Chicago, the gun violence is still high, but they have gun control measures, and they have the strongest gun control measures in the country. But they still have high crime. I mean, how do you explain that? The the, the, The reason is, is because they get all their guns illegally, Either from the black market or whatever, like they'll do. People will do anything to commit a crime. Like, like no one's gonna wait. If you're a criminal, you're not gonna wait two months to get a firearm. You're gonna go get a firearm in like two days. Like, it just doesn't, you're assuming that criminals are stupid or or just uh, criminals. Are obviously, stupid because they're committing crimes, but they're not completely idiots. Like, they're not gonna wait two months for a firearm and they can just get one illegally for two to, in two days. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. You know these laws. They hurt – they don't hurt the criminal as much. They hurt the law-abiding citizens that want to get a firearm to protect themselves. This is what – these are the – the gun laws are hurting the law-abiding citizens. They they really are because law-abiding citizens aren't going to go commit crimes because they're law-abiding citizens. They want to do the right thing, get a background check. They want to do it the right way, and that's what I promote. Um, But I definitely – it's just – that's why I'm against gun control. That's why I'm against gun laws is because they don't target criminals they try to, but it, it, in every instance, it fails because at the end of the day, it's how it gets to law-abiding citizen and someone gets killed because they can't protect themselves. Yeah, that, I know gun it's... laws are
1: tricky because I know in Australia, they tried to get rid of guns completely, but then people just got them illegally. But we need to do something about the guns because, I mean, I just don't – I personally don't feel safe with public citizens having guns. That makes me feel unsafe.
0: Well, I'd rather have somebody with a straight mind having a firearm than creating a, a zone where no one's allowed but to carry I mean... a firearm, but only criminals are able to access them because criminals are going to do criminal things. And if they're able to get guns and, and nobody else can, can step in and, and you know take care of the criminal, if no one has a gun, no one has anything, you're basically forcing people to be defenseless you're forcing all of us to be sheep and let the coyote just kill us one by one, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Like we should let, like I said, I'm a libertarian. So I like to leave government intervention out as possible. So have you- these, these gun laws are not going to, they're not, they're, they're, they're going to target the law abiding citizen. And it's been proven in many places, exactly like Chicago. I mean, why do you think the gun violence is so bad is because criminals are going to get guns regardless. Like it doesn't matter.
1: But never in the news. Have I ever seen A public citizen defending themselves from crime based on their own gun. I've never seen that before.
0: Well, well, the thing is cable news. The thing is cable news. They don't show you that because they're biased and they don't want to show you certain things when it comes to defending yourself.
1: I personally, I look into all news because I don't want to be unbiased and I've never seen it on any news platform,
0: but it happens all the time. I mean, when it comes to that's why I don't watch cable news because cable news is biased as shit. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, they're all biased. I don't watch any of them. You know, I try to follow third-party sources that aren't don't have a sole bias. Like that's what I try to go for. Even even though I do a lot of my certain opinions on the right, obviously, but I try to get a clean, just a like unbiased as possible. And when can it comes- you tell me, uh, like
1: Sorry, an example of a citizen using gun to protect them?
0: For example, there's this man called uh, it happened in Texas. Did you hear about that? It was the the church shooting back in Texas. I think it was a few years ago. Um, I forgot his last name. His name his first name was Stephen. Um, so basically, he was chilling out his house, right? And then somebody walked him to a church and started shooting it up, right? And he was across the street, hear the heard the gunshots in Texas. You're able to carry a firearm, so he grabbed his AR-15, went to the church, fired a few bullets at him. He didn't die. He tried driving away. Then he then that same man, he else's truck. He drove the guy that owned that truck drove him uh, and him himself, obviously, to, to basically chase down the guy that was involved with the murder of a couple people, including black people too, you know, and they took him out as they should have that. And the, the, there are many instances, instances like this that happen all the time. You just don't see it in the news because they don't want to show you that.
1: Yeah. But how do you feel about people? I mean, a big thing with guns is suicide too. How do you feel that people could just buy a gun to commit suicide?
0: Well, the thing is, you're not looking into the deeper issue that's mental illness. That's what we should be focusing on, mostly. We, like, because, if, obviously, suicide's terrible, but blaming it all on the gun is not going to help anybody. We should be tackling mental illness as an issue, because it is.
1: And but once we do that, we can solve it. We need to be doing both at the same time, then, because, you, you know, you need to balance it out. You can't just focus on one. You need to focus on both at the same time if you really want to solve the problem.
0: Sure, and I think that people with mental illness probably shouldn't buy a firearm.
1: I mean, also too, like I know they do background checks for guns, but do they? Yep. Do they make sure you're trained with a gun?
0: Well, I mean that. I mean, obviously you you would. I mean, obviously you would try out the gun before you buy it. I mean, you're not gonna go out and silly buy a gun without testing it out first. I mean, that's how that's how you do it. But
1: but how how do you know the person will be responsible with the gun, even if their background is clean? How do you? know their intent behind it or not
0: the truth is you really don't know and the thing is
1: but doesn't it make you a little bit scared
0: to be honest because most people most people are not going to do that most people who get concealed carry permits most people who follow the law do everything that they have to go through background checks most people who do that there are only i'm pretty sure at least only out of the 90, 90 i think it's like 98 percent of people who go through the legal proceedings of getting a firearm don't commit a crime after there's like two percent of people that do okay and sure that's still a good amount of people but that's not the majority okay the majority of people who go through the legal process are not going to go and commit a crime because if you're a criminal you're not going to go through the legal, legal process, process of getting a concealed carry permit and then a weapons permit and then waiting maybe a month to get a gun depending on what shit. state you're in but when it comes to being a criminal criminals will just get a gun regardless even if a certain state has gun control or gun law measures, if a criminal wants to commit a crime, they're going to do whatever they want to to, to commit a crime.
1: You said ninety eight percent, but doesn't that two percent matter?
0: Of course it does. Of course.
1: be Preventing that.
0: I, and I think that and when 2% it comes, but those
1: people who buy a gun is probably a lot of people.
0: Sure, it's definitely a lot of people, but but you can't deny that ninety percent of people are are not. Going to go through the legal proceedings just to go commit a crime. People are going to commit a crime regardless, so they're not going to wait. They're not going to go through that process if they could just get a gun in two
1: days. But personally, the two percent, I—that's enough for me to disagree with it. Like, you know, I just the two percent is enough for me to not want to want more gun laws.
0: But how can you prove that gun laws will will reduce crime?
1: There's studies that show that. Wait. What was your question?
0: Uh, I said, uh, how how would go, could you prove that gun laws could indeed lower crime?
1: Because every gun purchase, there's a certain increase of crime committed by guns. Like you said, just two percent. So mm-hmm. if you got more gun laws, that two percent would go down.
0: That's not true, though, because gun laws are the reason why there 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 are bad things that happen in certain places. Because these gun laws are actively threatening." My right as an American citizen to have a firearm and it's basically letting the criminal get a free card and basically have they can have their own way because there's no one, no one else with a good heart to have a firearm. And there's only criminals that firearms, you know, and that's not good. Like I should be able to carry a firearm if if it's my right, if I'm not going to like, let's say like the 98 percent of people. Like the 98% of people that are not going to go commit a crime after, they're going to go through the legal process, they're going to be a good U.S. citizen and carry out their rights as they should. I think that's a great thing, okay? But when it comes to shootings and gun violence, the one thing we should be talking about, like I've been saying, is mental illness because that's what – like the gun doesn't shoot by itself. It shoots with somebody behind the gun. Somebody behind the gun is responsible for the death of somebody else. And that's why the gun doesn't go to jail; the guy goes to jail because he's the one that did it.
1: But that's you what care we should about, be talking about. All right, but if we care about mental illness, then shouldn't we care about the position that poor communities are put in to commit these crimes? They don't commit crimes because they want to be criminals. They were put in the position to become that. They were sure. Do you know the quote? Um, they hate you give little infants fucks everyone. Are you aware, are you familiar with that quote?
0: Um, I'm not sure, but you can explain it if you want to.
1: So basically, in these poor communities, generally black and brown, they see this, you know, they see, when you're a kid, you gain understanding like psychologically, and mm-hmm. you see the things that are happening around you, and the black on black crime, America wants that to happen. They want them to fight each other so they're not fighting the bigger thing and that is definitely a big problem it's called horizontal they want that to happen like they want because like with the prison system the prison system gives free labor i mean the 13th amendment it literally says slavery is illegal unless committed crimes so they basically just change the n-word to criminal and like you know they put people in this position on purpose they redline these neighborhoods on purpose so they would be in this position to commit crimes in the first place because you know America was built on black and brown bodies being taken advantage of and you know it would be we would not be where we are without that have happening so it still continues today that's why i said racism doesn't just change it doesn't end it just changes it transforms into something else
0: oh yeah i'm not saying that racism like doesn't i'm not saying racism ended um definitely not saying at all because there are people who are still racist, <laughs> um, but uh, I think when it comes to institutionalized racism, meaning the government legitimately going after you or slavery or Jim Crow, Jim, Jim Crow laws uh, specifically uh, forcing people to not be like or having restrictions. So you can't go in certain places or uh, you can't do a certain thing because you're this race or something like that. That's 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 gone. Okay, Jim Crow laws, all that stuff is gone. But when it comes, well, we're in a new age where there are still people who practice racism, but it's it's not the same. It's not it's not like Jim Crow laws. It's it's a different time. It's more like a
1: it's mass it, incarceration.
0: Mass incarceration.
1: Do you know what that is?
0: Are, are you talking about the fact that people over time are incarcerated for just having a little weed in their pocket?
1: Like I mentioned, not uh, just that. I mean, ninety-seven percent of prisoners take a plea deal, which means they don't even go to trial, and they do that especially in black and brown communities because, like, judges make a deal with them. Like, for and these are for crimes they didn't commit. I'm, like, I'm talking about a lot of people in prison. A lot of people in prison are there for crimes they did not commit. Do you know about the Central Park Five? Yeah. So basically, Donald Trump took a whole ad in the newspaper like arguing for the death penalty of these five boys who allegedly raped this white woman and they were put and they were forced to take a plea deal. I mean they weren't forced to, but it's like, do you take a plea deal or do you go to trial? And they went to trial and yeah. you know, they were put in prison for seven plus years for crimes they didn't commit when they were under like four of them were under eighteen years old. And that happens to a lot of people in and that's why in a lot of poor communities even if they didn't commit the crime and they know they didn't commit it, they'll take the plea deal because they know it'll be less time mm-hmm. than going to trial and getting the full years. And that's what's messed up about our prison system.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's perfect. And I think it could definitely use some reform. I'm I'm definitely for that. Um,
1: also in other countries, yeah. the prison systems are not like, like in here, like in America, we treat prisoners like animals. And that should not be the case. Like what you were saying was like, we should be helping the mentally ill. A lot of prisoners are mentally ill. They should be getting help mm. in prison. They shouldn't. And also when you leave prison, it's hard to get a job. So it's like, oh, you definitely. go back into the cycle.
0: Yeah. I think that, I think when you leave prison, especially if, if you're in different, like Rikers Island, that's in New York, uh, when it comes to like those certain places, I feel like when you get out, you're, you're really never the same. <laughs> you're not the same person when you get, when you went in, I mean, you're just a, I think you become more of a hardened criminal once you get out of prison because you've experienced prison and now you're out again. So it's not, I don't think
1: yeah, a trap. they try to it's a trap. They try
0: to exactly. They try to promote, uh, you know, rehab, uh, basically like a rehab or rehabilitation, but it's really just mostly just being kind of housed in a single cell or depending where you're at. But cause some prisons are nicer than others, but, um, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely for prison reform, and I think people shouldn't be jailed for weed. And I think that should be that shouldn't be even be a thing because weed should be legal. Even,
1: it's not even just weed. Um, like black and brown people will get way more time for a, a crime that a white person commits, not just weed, anything. And also, I feel like America, America tends to value money over people more, so you can go to jail. You go to jail more for robbing a bank like than killing a person. Like that happens sometimes.
0: Well, I guess it also depends on like the, the actual act that happens. Like depend- the it
1: is individual. the details and shit. It is definitely individual cases, but you know, I think people need to be valued more.
0: Sure. Especially that's why when it comes to abortion, I think that um I obviously I think abortion shouldn't be illegal. I'm not saying it should be. Um, but you still shouldn't be able to kill a baby like a day before it's about to give birth. I mean like what like that's just terrible. That's basically murder at that point. I mean the baby's no already grown.
1: S- no you know? state has most states have abortion laws cut off after I know some states are different. And mm-hmm. I definitely agree that like after like in the eighth month, you no know, abortion should not happen. But oh, yeah. at first, like in the first few months I am for it, pro pro choice.
0: Oh yeah, well I'm definitely for the fact that like if if a mother who needs it to survive. I, I'm definitely for that. And the, but that's the only that's the only reason to have an abortion over two months. I would think like if you're getting an abortion because people are going to get them regardless. Um, so get, making them illegal entirely,
1: yeah, is not safer. is not
0: it, it's 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 better to have like a doctor that does it than to have some random ass fucking redneck do it or on like a fucking dirty ass table. You know what I mean? Like it should be done by a professional. Um yeah do i i hate the thought of abortion it's definitely not great thing it's a great thing to think about especially for the mother obviously uh it's even more traumatic um but
1: no, personally obviously. i would never do it and i would never you know i would never do it and like i have my own like personal problems with it but i'm still pro choice because i don't have i know that other people feel different than me
0: Oh i also feel like people some people do need it
1: yeah, um, but I'm
0: d- I'm definitely not for the, for like you know infanticide. Like I'm definitely not for that because that's I'm just sorry, terrible. What you infanticide or in infanticide? Oh, I, I'm okay. I suck at spelling, but uh, which is basically
1: mm-hmm.
0: killing the baby even up to birth. Mm-hmm. Like like when it comes to the I don't know if the Virginia governor um, that wore a uh, blackface. <laughs> I don't, but uh, he. He Not was for like thing. abortion, like after birth, like he was for that, like that. That's just insane, like that. That was just crazy. Like I sure you could find the video somewhere. He was on like a radio show. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, we resuscitate the baby, and if the mother decides to have it, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it warm." I'm like Jesus Christ! Like what is wrong with you? Like yeah. if the baby's born, you can't just kill that's it. Like...
1: Up. Um, but I think most states have it as a three-month cutoff, which I think is a good amount of time.
0: Yeah, that, that, if we're talking to drain life of a human, I mean that's just a clear example of it. You're just throwing things away. Like that that thing could have done something. Like that baby could have been something great and you're just fucking basically throwing it away. It's terrible. It's honestly terrible, but but yeah, I think we I think we pretty much agree on abortion. Uh we definitely don't want, you know, babies to be killed up to birth but if the mother needs it it should be done by a professional it shouldn't be done yeah. at home domestically uh, um but yeah uh, let's see all right this is what you want to talk about um when it comes to the uh, school system in one of your uh, videos that i remember watching oh, okay. <clears throat> oh i know you are <laughs> um i just kind of want to hear Your thoughts on the school system that we have right now, the Common Core, I guess you could say. Uh, What What is is your issues with it? So we were talking about uh, your opinion on the school system. Uh, So what's your opinion on that? Uh, How do you feel about the school system that we are right now or we have to be in right now, I guess?
1: I think it's very, very whitewashed. And, you know, like civil rights and like slavery is, I don't know. It's like they teach racism like it happened years ago, but I feel like they should be teaching how it still exists today. And also like you know, like the whole like civil rights being all peaceful, the whole Christopher Columbus discovering America, the whole mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln and en- ending slavery. I think it's very like it's not the truth all the time. And I also Oh, think yeah. Heard, like with Abraham Lincoln, people see him as this hero, but you know, he said one. He said if he didn't have to end slavery, he wouldn't. He only did it because he wanted to take the Union. But his life was not one of abolitionist, and people idolize him. There's a statue of him in D.C. with the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm-hmm. I said that completely wrong. Emancipation Proclamation, but <laughs> you're <Very> good. <clears throat> only the Emancipation Proclamation only freed slaves in southern states because they want it was a military medicine mm-hmm. and i just don't think that he should be idolized like that and i just think there's miseducation everywhere i mean because even obama said his favorite president was abraham lincoln and you know i just think the education system needs reform because you know it's for the white man's agenda it's not teaching about I mean, I took a class this past year called African Diaspora, and I learned about history that I would never have learned of in the regular curriculum. And, you know, African history is important because we all originate from Africa, and black history is human history, basically.
0: Well, I definitely agree with that. And it's like,
1: very Eurocentric.
0: Well, when it comes to history itself, there isn't – and that's why that's why I don't think there should really necessarily be a black history month. I think there should just be no- – just be history, like why, why, why keep a certain hi- a part of history in one month when you can yeah. just have it in general? You know what I mean? Like that's how you yeah, make more people agree. more human. Think, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that Black History Month should be more about like Black Pride Month more than history because I feel like history should be integrated into the regular curriculum, like in school. Like when you were a little kid, you had this thing called Black History Month. And yeah, And like. Like, it just, I feel like it sends a bad message because you're learning about the same three people, Martin Luther King Rosa Parks. You're, like, only learning about those people when there's so many people you could be learning about and you could be learning about them all year long. But yeah, Black History Month was created because we're, we aren't getting that. So we need to get that before, you know.
0: Well, I think Black History Month was created because people wanted to kind of promote that part yeah. of history and they wanted
1: Representation. to. yeah.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, but I think it kind of hurts it, it, if we're trying to promote the fact that we're all human. You know, like let's not judge anybody by their skin color. Why not just integrate that into actual history? Because it really is it it is American history. I mean, that's that's, I mean, that's one of the biggest parts of our history right there. I mean, that that decided if a certain people of a certain group of color were were free. You know, that's that's a big thing. And that that shouldn't just be res- that shouldn't just be kept into one month. That should be you know, that should just be integrated into our actual history. And so like I was saying, I don't think there should necessarily be a specific month for a specific race. I think it's it should just be more inclusive. I think it's just it it should just be about history. You know, that that's what I think. There shouldn't be a white history month, there shouldn't be a black history month, there shouldn't be a gay history month, there shouldn't be a month for any race or specific gender or religion it should just be about our history you know like american yeah, history yeah but
1: the problem is that you know people aren't represented as much so that's why those things exist well yeah
0: um
1: but until we until it is represented in the mainstream curriculum then
0: well i guess when it comes to specifically Chris, christopher columbus obviously he was you know he was involved in a genocide a bunch of people i mean that, that there's no doubt about that um and he did. He did discover the Americas, or part of the Americas. That's about it. He, you know, do I necessarily think there should be a Christopher Columbus Day? I mean, I could really care less. I don't really care if they want to have one. That's fine. If they don't want to have one, that's cool. Um, but there should, you know, I mean, I, I, you can have your opinion on him as well, and I have my opinions on him. Um, but he was kind of, I guess you could say he was kind of the first, not the first, because technically that was Leif Erikson, Leif Erikson Day.
1: First European.
0: But the first, like, er- yeah, European that, like, found the Americas, but, um, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, I said, like, when I, in my other class, I learned about how, like, centuries ago, Africans crossed over to the Americas. I mean, think about, like, that mm-hmm. pyramids are so similar to the ones in Egypt, like, you know, don't – that's not taught.
0: Yeah. I think they don't teach a lot of things, and I think I think that's also because of the s- school self and their biases, especially when it comes to – and excuse me if I say this, but leftist biases because a lot of my teachers are more of the left. I mean I live in a I – li- I live in a liberal state or a democratic state. Obviously, I live in Massachusetts. So it, it just – it's normal to see that. But sometimes the teacher themselves try to update it and and try to be different. So my school specifically, there's definitely a couple teachers who definitely have their uh, biases. Um, Not a lot of right ones, obviously. Like I said, I live in a bit of a democratic state, so the teacher unions—that's what they try to promote. But I think when it when I think all biases are bad. You should be unbiased as most as possible. Like you should be as least biased as possible because I want to go to school without having to hear spew about, you know, what they have to deal with or something. I want I came here to learn about a certain subject. I didn't come here to learn about a certain thing you have an issue with. I just want I just want to hear the actual facts that happen. Like if we're talking specifically history class, that's what I want to learn. I don't care about you know, I want to hear the baseline, the facts, like no sugar coding, just I want to hear all of it. You know that that's what I that's what I think, but
1: yeah. But oftentimes, a lot of it is taught.
0: That is true. I mean,
1: yeah, but yeah, that's just a, also, bad. But it's also not the teacher's fault. It's the you know the lawmakers in the education system.
0: Yeah, that as well. And I think they have. I mean, we've. I mean, you've obviously seen like a hundred years. Like I don't know if you saw those pictures, but the school classroom looks literally the same as like it did a hundred years ago like there's there's desks like in, in like certain spots you have to sit this close to somebody or this far it's like been the same for years like in, in that time span everything has changed like cars have changed like innovation like is exceedingly yeah, different but classrooms are still the same
1: I like have they haven't problems changed with the education system in general
0: yeah I, I do as well and maybe not for the same reasons but I do have my right. issues with it as well um, I think I'm just gonna end it here. But I'm glad you were uh, able to come on to the podcast today, and I'm glad you're. Uh, <laughs> and uh, thank God for David Alexander for uh, putting me in touch with you because you were actually very informative. You knew what you were talking about, and I appreciate that and I respect it.
1: Thank you. You're having people with different opinions, as you.
0: I dude, I I I can't tell you. I've been dying to have somebody like with a different opinion. It's been. Like my last podcast, I'm pretty sure it was like a month ago. Like I've been trying to kickstart this back up, but uh, you're, I'm definitely glad to have you back or have you on at least. Thank you. No problem. Uh, so you can check her out, uh, Marley's Mind. That's her YouTube channel. Um, and uh, th- like I said, thank you for coming on. Uh, mm-hmm. Appreciate it. And uh, David's gonna be pissing his pants because he's gonna be laughing this entire thing. Um, but uh. <laughs> Uh, Thank you guys for watching. This was your host, the American Patriot, and our guest, Marley. And uh, thank you guys for watching.